You've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. For instance, I won $18 Saturday night. Thank you, Connor Howiebuck, for that, by the way. And if I can win, so can you. This week is jammed-packed with action ranging from hockey to basketball to golf. And DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front-row seat to all the action. And making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night, and it's simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweats like never before. Every moment means more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users across all sports. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there is no better place to get in on all of the action. So now that you know how to play and you know that even idiots like me can win, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry and an extra bonus with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry and extra bonus with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. I was walking through the halls of a Minnesota rink When along came a wild fan who started talking smack to me He said, I bet you never liked the blues until they won a cup So I calmly turned to him and said, hey man, listen up I admit it's pretty great to win Lord Stanley's prize But listen, I've been waiting for this moment my whole life Yes, sir, I'm a blues fan. Yes, sir, I'm a blues fan. Heartbreak's all I knew, man. That team from old St. Lou, man. Got a cup in here, 52, man. Give me a let's go blues. I know Arbor, Unger, Picker, Plager, Rab, McDonald, Shock, Hall, Chris Moore, Patey, Harvey, Jimmy, Robert, Sabarin, Barron, St. Thompson, Eggers, Hester, Barrow, Pierre, Plant, Jock, Plant, Gossip, Merrick, Richard, Bono, Stevenson, Davidson, St. Marseille, McCreary, Leftley, Ecclestone, Huck, Palace, Harry, Talbot, Keenan, Sandy, Yassi, yes sir, I'm a blues fan, yes sir, I'm a blues fan, heartbreak's all I knew, man, that team from old St. Lou, man, got a cup in here, 52, man, give me a let's go blues. The starting lineup for your Blue Notes podcast, Tom Franklin and the man called Wags. And Blues fan reacts. Hello and welcome to Blue Notes, located on the best city on the Mississippi. We've got that Stanley Cup power, too sweet to be sour. And if you're still clueless, we are talking about St. Louis, also the best in the Midwest. Forgot about that. I'm Tom Franklin, uh, and this is your home for St. Louis Blues coverage on the Hockey Podcast Network. Not joined by Wags this week. He is out there slinging chicken to the masses in St. Charles County right now. Uh, (laughs) But uh, we do have uh, our uh, comrade from uh, Utah, uh, the man called Mason. You probably know him as Blues Fan Reacts. How's it going, bud? Ah, Not too bad. Not too bad. After a road trip like that, you can't be too upset. You really can't, although leave it to Blues fans to still be upset about it and think the sky is falling. I mean, that's just that's just what we do. I mean, I mean, pessimism is is, is just part of our nature, Mason. Yeah, yeah, I know. I saw all the all the saw the trade Huso train going through Twitter. But that happens after every <sighs> loss. Even if he's not in net, we still get that train. So I mean, what can you do? Some if people you're blue- just can't be reasoned with. 
if you're if you're a blues goaltender not named Jordan Bennington, I don't think you could ever truly be beloved in St. Louis. I really think there is a hex on the goaltending position for the St. Louis Blues. So it'll be interesting this offseason if Bennington walks. But uh, let's not talk about that right now. Let's talk yeah, about yeah, happier things like our Colton episode, uh, Colton Ellis interview this Monday, if I could speak English. Um, we uh, talked to him on uh, on Monday and uh, kind of got some insight into uh, his developments uh, in the QMJHL. Had some incredible numbers in the Q, which is a very high-scoring, high-tempo league. And uh, we wanted to kind of figure out, okay, what – what exactly do the Blues have here? And well, if you haven't watched that episode yet, here's just a, a little taste. Do you get nervous? Um, <laughs> I think that's a pretty fair question. I think um, for me, when I'm playing my best, I'm just just having fun in there and, and letting the game come to me. So um, I think once I get settled in the game and once the game starts, like I'm, I'm pretty, uh, pretty uh, calm, cool, and collected. When it comes to locker room pranks, because if I there's one thing I know about junior hockey is that it's full <laughs> of locker room pranks. Has anyone pulled a good one on you? Um, I don't think so. I like to. I've been trying to get some guys this year. Like <laughs> the other day, we or actually last night, we had a, a basketball game at the at the rink, mm-hmm. just, just the boys and. We actually, me and one of the other guys, we convinced him that we're all wearing suits to the basketball game. So, that's evil. Yeah. So <laughs> he, he showed up in a in a full suit, and everybody got a pretty good kick out of that. So. Yeah. By the way, I love his reaction when you said, "Oh, that's evil," and he just like. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Well, I find it <laughs> hilarious because I asked him, do you get nervous? And here I am, my first interview with an actual hockey player that's part of the Blues organization. And you can tell I'm sweat bullets. Like, I'm totally oh, yeah. uncomfortable. This is the first. I was a little starstruck, admittedly. That was actually the first uh, NHL player that I've really ever, like, had a actual conversation with since TJ Oshie in, like, 2014. And that's when I was a wee little lad, and I was so starstruck, I could barely talk. So, You know the first... NHL, I guess, person that I spoke that I, I spoke to like one on one face to face, Craig Berube. Really? And yeah, so so I, you know, working at KMOX, I do have a have press credentials, you know, to cover the blues, go to the games and uh, sit in the press area. And then before COVID, we uh, all this reporters would cram into an elevator, go down to the uh, ice level and then go into the locker room, and we would do face, face-to-face interviews with the players. Well, the first time I had actually had a chance to use my credentials properly, um, I went to Washington, D.C. This, was this was a planned trip that I was going to do regardless, because I want to see the nation's capital, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, there was, a, there was n- the museum, which is a uh, museum for, uh, you know, all things journalism that was closing at the end of the year. So I was like, I wanted to check that out before it closed. So um, I got my press credentials and I contacted the Capitals and I was able to go check out a preseason game. It was in September um, between the Blue and Capitals and um, nice arena in Washington, by the way. And uh, it's 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 I would probably say it's a little nicer than the Enterprise, but also smaller. It's mm-hmm. it's 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 a different atmosphere. 
So we we watched the game. I think the Capitals won. It was an exhibition game, but who cares? I, that's why I don't, I don't even remember the result. Is that uh, the one where Evan Fitzpatrick was in goal and led in the last second goal? Yes, by that was Fitzpatrick. Yes, I oh, was gonna say. I was like, oh, that is a whole new level. Like memory. that is the most. That was the most pain I felt watching a preseason oh game. Oh, oh my god! god. I can't believe you. I can't believe you remember that. Yeah, this was September 2018, and yep. yeah, wow, <laughs> small world. Poor Evan Fitzpatrick, uh, who probably at one point was considered to be a next one, you know, like Colton Ellis. I think his star has kind of fallen a little bit. Uh, Evan Fitzpatrick, if you want to come on the show and rebuke that, please let us know. Um, but uh, so anyway, after the game, we we we, we go down to um, uh, the uh, uh, Blues locker room, and it's just me and Jim Thomas from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Um, and then there's a couple other reporters, I think, uh, just like from any from like the NHL.com level that were down there. Uh-huh. The first person they bring into the locker room is Craig Berube. And let me tell you something about Craig Berube. Nice guy. He's actually a nice, he's kind of a big softy. Mm-hmm. But if you if you don't like really fully comprehend that before you stand uh face to face with him and holding a mic in front of him. And he's staring at you with those like, you know, that that stone face of granite and like just those eyes that like penetrate your soul. Uh, you want to talk sweat and bullets, you know, mm. going one on one with Baruby when he for the first time. Little frightening, little mm. frightening. Uh, Biddington was a second one, uh, actually. And he was he was cool. He's he's always cool as a cucumber. And uh uh, he was actually, I, I remember I asked him, you know, about, I, I actually asked him about that Fitzpatrick goal. And I said, hey, uh, did you uh, have a chance to like give Evan some advice or, you know, any sort of consolation afterwards? And uh, um, he, uh, he he first uh, defended Fitzpatrick by saying, oh, it wasn't totally his fault. You know, these things kind of happen and uh, <laughs> uh, you just got to move on from him. And yeah. uh, he said that was basically what he told him. So just nice little cool insight um, into yeah. that. But uh um, well, I can't hey, wait. Both of us have uh, Jim Thomas stories. He roasted me on Twitter the other day. If you if you remember that, that was a uh, well, that was an adventure. I don't I don't remember that. Ex- explain. He did. He did. Explain. No. So uh, it was when Ivan Barbashev was finally placed on injured reserve, and a bunch like Colt Bregos put on injured. Reserve, like a bunch of players got put on there on the same day, and I was like, okay, a bunch of people are going on the same day. Is 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 uh, I quote. So I quote tweeted his tweet, and I said. Is Doug Armstrong about to make a move? And then he responded with, yeah, to get Tarasenko back on the roster. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that proves <laughs> no. how much I overthink everything. So, yes, I've been roasted no. by Jim Thomas. He shared an elevator with Jim Thomas. We both let, have Jim Thomas stories. Let me let me, let me me explain something about Jim Thomas. Because I've had the fortune of chatting with him a few times, you know, up in, up in press row. Um, he That's his sense of humor. The, mm-hmm. He's got a very dry sense of humor, um, and you know you, you, he's another guy that you kind of look at and you think, "Oh God, this guy's probably a, a prick." Um, but he's actually one of the nicest guys in St. Yeah. Louis media that you'll run into. So he was probably just fucking with you. Oh, I um, know. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have the same way. I have the we, exact same sense of humor. So we've <laughs> we've had we, we've had him on Blue Notes. Uh, we had him sometime. I think it was before the season last year, and he was mm-hmm. just a super, super, super guy. He just he had just gotten uh, out of the Edmonton uh, bubble, and gotcha. uh, was and and the, that whole experience is is worth checking out. By the way. Um, we have gotten completely away from the Colton Ellis interview, by the way. So, oh yeah, uh, no, that was, it happens. It happens. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, it, it's the middle here. of the week. We really don't have a format for these middle of the week episodes. So cool. uh, let's, let's just let her hair down, have some fun. Oh wait, I don't have hair. Um, 
Colton Ellis interview. It was uh, season two, episode 27. You can find that wherever you get your podcasts from or on uh, Facebook and the Justin Falk Stan Club or on YouTube. We are on YouTube there as well. Welcome. If you are watching in uh, any one of those outlets, leave a comment for us and uh, we'll be glad to uh, chat with you. Unless you're watching. Hi, 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 Mason's mom and dad. Hello. Um, (laughs) Also, a shout out to Leafs occasionally if you're in there. Uh, I hope those math. I hope the math lessons that we sent you after uh, last episode are uh, helping you out there. And uh, we, we, we wish you nothing but the uh, best of luck in Toronto. Sure. Um, <laughs> speaking of uh, contributors to the show, uh, we told you Luke Whitbin would be back today. Unfortunately, he's not able to do mm. his recap rap today. Yeah, life life gets in the way of our fun sometimes. You know, and, 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 and unfortunately, he's, he's kind of in the same boat I am. Like, you know, I'm doing a lot of um baseball public address this season he's a coach in minnesota of a of of a college team so he's got he's been here there and everywhere you know really in the past couple of weeks but he will be back Uh, yes we miss you luke uh teriyaki fingers uh, we will be back on sunday for a live stream and he will be back as well i assure you of that so um one guy that we do have this week is guy the uh, hawaii blues fan we will have a fresh Aloha commentary for you today, and it is about that Blues road trip out west. So let's go ahead and take care of that. And actually, uh, for simplicity's sake, uh, first things first, uh, shout out to uh, King Angus up in uh, uh, Quebec. What's going on, buddy? I remember uh, I think my first interaction with you was completely roasting you over something yeah. on Twitter. And uh, he actually I, lives I, in Alberta, believe it or not. He's, he's not even, he doesn't even live near, he lives closer oh, to Edmonton. So he's a Fugazi um, French Canadian. Yes. Yes. Okay. He's a, gotcha. he's, a fa- he's a traitor to his team is what it's going on. on unreal. Uh, but, but then, then the alt, then the alternate is you have to be an Edmonton fan. So I can't, yeah, I, so I can understand why he jumped. We'll give him a, we'll, we'll, we'll give him a pass. Uh, at least occasionally is checking in. Hello. Um, and, uh, that is, by the way, that is five wise, not 10, uh, leaves, leaves forever. And, uh, shout out to, ah, that's my uh, mom. <laughs> shout out to lose fan reacts, mom, mom, Hi, hey! how's it going, mom? hello, hello, welcome. Let's get welcome. to the law commentary, please. <laughs> welcome, welcome to your son's side hustle. Um, something like that. And, and actually, you know what? Actually, this isn't his proper side hustle. This is his proper side hustle. I've said this a hundred times on my channel. As long as the Blues put in a full 60-minute effort, I'm okay with whatever happens in the game. And it is precisely that reason why, even though the Blues lost 3-2 to in overtime to the San Jose Sharks, I'm really not that mad about it. Because the whole story over the last three games or so has been the Blues come out in the first period really strong on the puck, and oftentimes they get the lead early, and then in the second and third period, they just stop playing hockey. But to the Blues' credit, they really broke away from that narrative in this one. I mean, I thought the second period was a domination effort. You know, the Blues looked fantastic. They were making crisp passes. All of their power plays looked phenomenal. I don't know what you guys saw. And I'm sorry, Blues fans, but the refs in this one were wearing blue and yellow. It was ridiculous. That tripping call against Kevin LeBanc late in the second period that led to the David Perron power play goal was astonishingly ridiculous. I'm sorry. And no, that Logan Couture goal was not a distinct kicking motion. They got that one right. 
fight. As for the box score, it was pretty straightforward in this one. Big Dick Mick gets his first National Hockey League goal off of a slap shot that was deflected by a Sharks player in front, and en route to that goal, Vladimir Tarasenko picks up his first assist for his first point of the season. You would have wished his first point was a goal, but you take what you can get. Unfortunately, Mark Edward Vlasic strikes in the second period off of a beautiful wrist shot that I don't think any goalie could have stopped. It's a 1-1 game. It happens. Then, of course, that Kevin LeBanc call rears its ugly head, and the Blues are cycling the puck really well on that power play. Tarasenko to O'Reilly to David Perron, who shoots it on the net, and Braden Shen is in front to deflect it. We didn't even see it in real time, but it turns out he did. And it's 2-1 Blues. Then, in the third period, mad scramble in front of Ville Husso, and the puck somehow finds its way on the skate of Logan Couture. It deflects into the net, but the refs determine there is no distinct kicking motion. It's a tie game. Third period ends, it's still a 2-2 tie, so we'll have to go to overtime. And Ville Husso absolutely standing on his head, especially for those second and third periods. Definitely keeping the Blues in it the whole game. He looked so positionally sound, and he looked comfortable out there, which is what you really like to see out of a guy who's in his first year in the NHL. Perhaps I was too harsh on you, I'm sorry. It's a back and forth overtime period. The Blues really couldn't generate any offense, and unfortunately, Eric Carlson finds a wide open Evander Kane on the left side. He snipes it on Billy Husso. Yeah, maybe Husso should have had that shot, but at the same time, you can't leave a guy like that wide open. And Sharks take the game 3-2. Blues get a point out of this one and go 4-0-2 in their six-game road trip. I don't know about you guys, but I have a hard time being mad about that. Shots were tied at 6 in the first, 16-5 for the Blues in the second, and 8-4 for the Sharks in the third. And even though we were outshot in the third, I thought the Blues still looked good. Obviously, shots in OT, one nothing for the Sharks, meaning the totals in this one were 26-20 in favor of the Blues. And like I said, I don't care how many shots you get, I care how many dangerous shots you get. And there were a couple really good chances for the Blues in that third period. Mike Hoffman had a shot go five hole on Dubnik and just barely hit the outside of the post. And Braden Shen off of a beautiful pass from Tori Krug. He just couldn't find the wide open net. Unfortunately, the pucks just weren't bouncing the Blues way that night. It happens sometimes. Next Blues game is four days away on March the 12th. It is a back-to-back -back against the Vegas Golden Knights. Fucking finally, that took me like 30 takes. And to be totally honest, I'm not expecting a win against the Vegas Golden Knights. In fact, I'm not even expecting a single point against the Vegas Golden Knights. But like I said, as long as they put in a full 60-minute effort, I'm okay with whatever happens. Unless the score is 8-0. It better not be 8-0. Alright, good video, guys. See, I told you I could be rational. See, videos go by a lot smoother when I'm not zoinked out on Advil, right? Let's go to questions. Thoughts on the road trip? Should Cairo and Tarasenko be split up and try a different combination? Do you think that fight between Gabriel and Clifford was because of Bennington's antics last game? As for the road trip, you went 4-0-2. That's 10 out of 12 possible points. I can't complain about that. I actually really like the Kyra Tarasenko pairing. In fact, I think that they should keep that pairing until Schwartz gets back so that way they can put the Shen Schwartz Tarasenko line back together. And no, I think that Clifford Gabriel fight was Clifford doing Clifford things and Gabriel doing Gabriel things. Were we purposely going to OT? I know it's silly, but hey, my philosophy is if you can secure a point, take it. I know that the Blues, especially in the last three minutes of the third, weren't really trying to generate any offense. And that's a good thing because the more risky they are in the offensive zone, the easier it is for the Sharks to take that puck back. Because if the Sharks are known for one thing, it's offensive turnovers, taking advantage of them, and going the other way and scoring. We saw it happen seven times in the previous game that these two teams met. I don't want to see it again. Were you a better ref? If I was a better referee, I wouldn't be sitting here screaming in front of a camera about how bad NHL officiating is. I would be contributing to the bad NHL officiating. And you gotta keep in mind, when you're watching a game on the TV, it's really easy to pick on every little thing that you see, because you can see 
everything. The cameras do a really good job of that. But when you're an NHL official, you're focusing on so many things at once, and you only have a limited field of view. So yeah, of course you're gonna miss things. Not all penalties are created equal. Most of the time, it's a judgment called by the referee. And when you're focusing on a million different things at once, yeah, you're gonna get some things wrong. And like I said, I'm a former USA Hockey official, okay? So oftentimes, I will give referees the benefit of the doubt. But at the same time, you're not paid millions of dollars to get the call wrong. So that is gonna be it for this one. Thank you guys so much for watching. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss another aneurysm. And I will see you guys in the next video. Let's go, Blues! And you know what? First of all, I wanted to play that, number one, just to highlight the fact that that is what you do after every yes. single game. If you're watching or listening, please give Blues Fan Reacts a follow on YouTube. Um, but I feel that doesn't represent you in your usual way, because as you said, you weren't zoinked out on Advil. So, so, so you didn't have your usual performance, I guess, de-enhancers or enhancers? No, 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 because the previous video I did was literally, I, like, my back was killing me that day, and I would, took an Advil, and I was so beyond tired. The first, the beginning of the video against LA was just fine, and it went by pretty smoothly, and then I just kept screwing up basic sentences, because what a lot of people don't realize about me making videos, I'm super camera shy. Like, I'm, it's ridiculous, so often really? yeah, I am, it's a miracle, like, don't, like, make, I'm, I'm just trying, because... Okay, the way reason why I'm pretty okay at live streams is because I'm having a conversation with you. So I'm sure. not thinking about, oh, there's people watching. I'm thinking, look, here's Tom. Let's have a conversation. Yep. But but uh, when it comes to like making videos, I'm like talking in front of a camera. It's silent. Nobody's talking back. I I, I look like a crazy person. I like I think of myself like I'm talking to a camera and nobody's watching. I'm I'm a crazy person, aren't I? And so it takes me like you know a lot of time. Oftentimes it takes me about ten to fifteen tries. So every single time you see a jump cut, just know that the previous sentence took me 15 or 20 tries. Once that video started progressing, it was starting to take me 30, 40, 50, and it was going so slow. And I just like, you know what? Screw it. We're going. I like literally in the middle of it. I said, I screwed up this sentence. I was so frustrated. I said, you know what? We're just going to go to questions right now because I'm sick of this. And then, you know, when I'm not an ad, once again, like what the that video that you just showed, you know, my back was okay that day. And yeah. so I could just talk and it it would it would take the normal 10, 15 tries, but I mean I did it okay. And I happen to think that I do it pretty quickly. I'm a pretty quick editor and I'm pretty quick when it comes to uh when it comes to you know actually recording the video because I, yeah. you know, I I I I'm I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, just a little bit when it comes to making content. I don't like making content that I hate. Sure. So uh I even that which is yeah. funny because I hate watching my own videos. I hate <laughs> it. I just I hate Dude. the sound of my own voice. I, so, I totally, uh, I totally get it, and I'm, I'm, I'm as much of a perfectionist as you are. I mean, I probably do way too much pre-work to get these episodes done. I mean, like I've got to edit Luke's videos, I got to edit Guy's videos, um, I've got to edit the intro video, and it just, it just like it just, it, 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 I, I'm pretty good at it. I've like, I did not know how to do anything on Adobe uh, Premiere until before last year, really. Mm -hmm. So this was all like self-learning, self-taught, you know, that yeah. kind of a thing. And, you know, you want to know why I got into radio, Mason? Why'd you get well, so into radio? I, well, so I would not have to be on the camera. Because I also hated the sight of myself on a camera. And you know what broke me out of that? Was doing these uh, videos early in the Blue Notes run, where every time Brayden Shen would score a goal, I would shotgun a beer on video. And uh, it, was called the, it was called Shotgun Shen. 
Mm-hmm. And we discontinued it because it was a direct ripoff of the Canucks shotgun Jake. Uh, whenever Jake Vertanen would score a goal, all the Canucks fans would record a video of them shotgunning a beer. Well, guess what? I borrowed it for St. Louis, but it was a completely, completely unoriginal idea. So, and Canucks fans, they are some of the bitchiest fans in the NHL. So it's like, you know what? I don't want them coming to St. Louis and flipping over and burning my car because that's how they react to, you know, things that make them upset. So that's true. Yeah. 2011 people don't forget, but some advice from our uh, listeners, uh, Mason, take a breath, slow down. Your mom's watching. Mom doesn't like me swearing, so I'm not going to swear in this video just for her. Oh, oh, really? So, 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 no, no more Mick Dicks. No more, no more Big Dick Mick. <laughs> no more, no more Big Dick Mick. Okay, okay, that that's right. Y- you hear that, Mason's mom? No more Big Dick Mick. That's okay? right. No more. Of that. All right, we're 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 done. With, we're done with Big Dick Mick. No more Big Dick Mick mentions during this episode. No more yes. Big Dick Mick. It's verboten. Hashtag Big Dick Mick. Um, by the way, uh, King Angus uh, saying that was too nice of a video. He likes screamy blues fan reacts more. Mm. No, 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 no. I don't like I don't like making screamy videos. Sure, it feels good to like scream in front of a camera because you're frustrated. They're not fun videos to make. People have the assumption that oh, those are must be real fun to make because you get to yell. No, I hate yelling. I the hate se- yelling about this team. The secret is. You know, do them as my hat is completely messed up. Uh, do them um, when every now and then, like when those situation warrants it. Like if if the yes. Blues were to go out and sign Freddie Anderson this offseason, high least occasionally, um, that's when you would do a dangle esque screamy video because the people will be expecting it and it's like a treat. It yes. is like a treat. Well, but that's a happy yelling. There's a difference yeah. between a happy yelling, like Mike Hoffman. There's a difference between Mike Hoffman is a blue and why is – name a player, any player, any player that's still um, a right uh, now. Uh, Della Rose. Della Rose. Why is Della Rose still a blue? There's a difference between those two. Exactly. exactly. Actually, I do wonder sometimes why Jacob Della Rose is still a blue, but – Why he was extended before before even talks of Petrangelo <laughs> were done, I will never understand. He he he's a grindy McGrindington, and Bruby likes his his grindy players. He likes them more like than skilled him. players like Fabry. So, Fabry. Uh, yeah. Um, by the way, uh, guess what? A Leafs fan thinks that Anderson has been awful this season. You're top of the North Division. Calm down, you man. Leafs fans are so hard also, on their teams. Also, like seriously, for real. This is the this is a fan of a team that has Justin Bieber singing their anthem. Need I say more? Need I say more? Okay, I mean, look, I know Laura Brannigan was weird, you know, for the Blues. I get totally. it. You know, it, it's it was out there a little bit, but there's nothing wrong with Laura Brannigan. She was a great singer. Weird. Hey, uh oh, here goes uh, Mason has uh, left the left the camera. I got a knockoff. He's this got a knockoff. Only, okay, this is one of my only championship gears I have. It's a total knockoff. It's this one. And it just is glory at the back. This is my only – I wanted to display this, but it's like there's no Blues logo on it, and that's on purpose because, like, it's a total knockoff brand. Oh, yeah. But there you go. I wanted to display it, but, I mean, yeah. I, the only reason I didn't buy it, like, a, like, like the Blues made us so many, like, Gloria shirts, and I didn't buy one because it's like, in 2025, am I really going to w- want to wear a Gloria shirt? That's kind of weird. Fit me anymore. I got fat. I moved to Utah and I got fat. 
But you know what? It's not a Justin Bieber shirt, so it's it's okay. That's true. Yeah, it's okay. All as well. All as well. I want yeah. a Jackie Wilson shirt. Hopefully they do that because I love that pre post game anthem. I love that. Yeah, abs- absolutely, absolutely. You know what else I like is winning. And 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 the Blues went four zero and two on this road trip, and you Blues fans are not happy about it because you're Blues fans, and that's what yeah. you do. They they beat the Sharks seven to six in that in, in absolutely insane Saturday night game that defied all logic and basically the acid trip. was the acid was like trip it, it felt like a nineteen eighty seven acid trip. Yeah. Uh, they they beat the Ducks five to four. They had the battle to win that. They battled to beat the Ducks three to two. They battled to beat the Kings three to two. By the way, have I mentioned that the like the Blues are two forward lines down of players right now due to injury? Uh, remember Tyler Bozak, Mason? He was he was a pretty good player. A uh, former Leaf, uh, former Leaf, uh, former Leaf. Well, that yeah, doesn't was, narrow it down in the least bit. Yes, and then you know the Blues signed him to be a uh, you know middle six center, and uh, he's he was a pretty decent uh, center for a while there. Good defensive. Okay. Uh, center. Um, it's uh, I'm I'm having a hard time remembering him because he hasn't played because he's been hurt. And by the way, he's not going to be back for the Vegas series this weekend. By the way, the uh, the same team that uh, took him out of commission. By the way, uh, because he's Thank still you, hurt. Stone. I want Kyle Clifford to fight Mark Stone immediately. Well, we might not get Mark Stone because apparently he's hurt. Is he hurt? Dang it! No he, fun. Nothing's fun. There's a chance he could play. I think. I think. The, I think the chance of him playing is far better than Petrangelo, which we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. Uh, by the way, three thumbs up, reminding us that. Say it, Mason. You missed me. I just yelled it. I just yelled it. You missed, man. My coffin is a blue. Okay, there we go. He's yeah, we, got, we, is, we, we got that. We have to. Okay. We have to save our voices because if we scream, we'll start sounding like Selma from The uh, Simpsons. You think they can hear us? I think they can hear us. I think they can. I definitely think they can. Um, you know who, who else they're going to hear in just a little bit? In fact, let's go ahead and bring him in right now. It's Guy, the Hawaii Blues fan, and he's got a message for you. And now, from Honolulu, Hawaii, via St. Louis, starting in the Pacific Ocean, Guy, the Hawaii Blues fan. And aloha, Blue Notes podcast. I'm Guy, the Hawaii Blues fan, the host of the Blue Note Fan Report, and the head writer and owner of stlfanreport.com, and this is my aloha commentary. Okay, first things first. I've got to tell all Blues fans, it's time to put the brakes on. <laughs> Blues fans are going absolutely bonkers over the fact that we lost the Sharks and to the Kings in back-to-back games. We didn't lose, per se. We didn't lose in regulation. The Blues just finished, just finished a six-game road trip. Six-game road trip. Possible 12 points. They got 10. 10 out of 12 points. 83 Guys, that's good numbers. That's good, good numbers. So I'm kind of thinking, kind of thinking a little Pat Benatar right now. Yeah, that's right. I got Pat Benatar on my mind. Surrender all your dreams to me tonight. True in the end. 
We're running with the shadows of the night. Surrender all your dreams to me tonight. Take your hand, and they'll come true in the end. Yeah, I'm killing that, right? Not even coming close to getting that down. But that's what I'm thinking. It'll be all right. It will be all right. That's That's it. The Blues are not in a bad spot. Now, I know all season long I've been saying, look at points percentage, look at points percentage, look at points percentage, and you're absolutely right, and points percentage there in four. But the best thing to look at is while I'm recording this on Wednesday, tonight, Knights take on the Wild. The Wild just beat the Knights on, on uh, Monday. One to nothing, the Wild could beat them again and, and close that gap that we have with them. We're, we'll still be within that four-point window. And if we can get those points, we can get three to four points against the Knights, which I think we can because they're starting to be depleted a little bit. Alex Petrangelo is not showing up. They have a couple other small injuries. This is a beatable team, and the Blues have confidence right now. Keyword. Confidence. Remember that. No more drum and gloom. It's confidence. You have to look at it that way. 83% on a six-game road trip. Two games at home. Another road trip. You play play the Sharks. You play the Knights. Or not the Knights. You play the Sharks. You play the Ducks again. We have opportunity. Push through a lot of this stuff that everyone's worried about. I'm seeing good things on the ice, playing better. Yeah, there's still some negatives, and, and, you know, guys, quick to point that out. But that's not where we need to be looking at. What we need to be looking at right now is we had a road trip. We needed all these points. We got them. I heard Bozak skating. There's a chance he could come back. Uh, you know, that that's... The things that we need to look at, we're going to start getting hurt guys back very soon. Um, Thomas should be back before the end of March. Barbashev, middle of March. That's right where we need these guys. Look at it that way. We have guys that are stepping up. We have guys that are coming back. We have Tarashenko, who is back in the lineup. Uh, he hasn't scored yet, but it's coming. Boy, is it coming. And I've said this so many times. I, I'll keep saying it until I'm blue in the face. Vladimir Tarashenko has some of the best vision in the NHL. And he proved it again against the Sharks. The first goal that Mikola ever scores is assisted by Tarashenko because Tarashenko had vision. He understood what was going on in the play. He saw where Mikola was. He had two sharks around him. He saw that the path was clear, and he got that puck right up the boards to Mikola, who was able to have a clear shot on net, some traffic in front. But he was able to see the net, and he got a beautiful goal in there. That is what's going to help the Blues this year. Hank and his vision. Absolutely love it. 
Hey, Blue Notes, man, I got to tell you, I like your new thing. Um, I liked your interview with Colton Ellis. You guys asked some great, great questions. And having Mason as part of your team, glad I was able to, to introduce you guys. And I got to plug this just a little bit. And this isn't for me. This is for every veteran in St. Louis that's disabled. Please, please check out my, my story and interview on the St. Louis Blues Hockey Warriors. This is a program that is for wounded vets or disabled vets like me. They can go out and play hockey for almost nothing. And those guys this weekend are going to Dallas, taking three teams to Dallas for a tournament against other wounded warriors to the uh, St. Louis Blues Warriors. My teammates, yes, I'm a member. I wish you the best of luck. You guys have good time down there and, 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 and show vets that it'll be all right. I wrote an article. It's on the St. Louis Fan Report. I put an interview with two of the um, two of the officers uh, of the board of directors from from the Blues Warriors. It's on the Blue Note Fan Report on YouTube. Please check it out. Tom Wags and Mason. This guy, the Hawaii Blues fan, saying aloha, mahalo. You gotta know I'm bleeding blue with you, and I can't wait. See you on the next Blue Notes podcast and the Blue Note Fan Report. I'm bleeding blue with you. Hello. Big shout out to Guy. Thank you so much for that. And uh, by the way, uh, I love what he's doing for the uh, St. Louis Warrior program. Uh, he uh, wrote a very good article about them at stlfanreport.com. And of course, he interviewed them as well. Uh, always love supporting vets, including Guy himself. You know, I mean, some, pe some people have kind of asked me, it's like, hey, you know, uh, where'd you find Guy? Why uh, uh, why'd you bring him into the Blue Notes fold? Well, he's a veteran. He's very passionate about the Blues. And uh, mm -hmm. he gets joy out of talking about the blues and I, and I'm yeah. glad to help provide that joy for him at least in, in our little way that we can here, Mason. Exactly. Exactly. I love how he pronounced muscle. You know, you know, that's the only other person that pronounces my name like that is my grandfather. He pronounces muscle. Muscle. I was just going to ask you if your, if your mom call, it, it calls you muscle, but uh, no, no I guess she doesn't. She's calls me little twat. That's what she calls me. Wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, you know, you know what? I'm I'm gonna give you a Joke, quick chance. Love you, mom. I, I'm gonna quick I'm gonna give you a quick chance to talk things over with your mom right now before we play <laughs> our THPN mandated I'll probably promo. Get a call from her in like five seconds anyway. All right, all right, go 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 talk to your mom, Mason. We'll be back in a moment. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's Jaren from the Hockey Podcast Network's newest show, the Windy City Benders Podcast. My co-host Tanner and I bring our unique takes on Blackhawks hockey. Us on the show have been a, a pro Carlton guy. For he's the right coach for the situation. Giving it to our rivals. That's one of the things that kind of sucks. I wish we would have had the Blues in our division this year because our trash. As well as bringing in some guests from the NHL. Please welcome to the show goaltender Scott Darling, the Eagle himself, Ed Belfort, Brian Bickle, David Boland, Letter Kenny. And the, the show started out with uh, basically. A, a beer league hockey team and anybody who loves the game find us on all your favorite podcast apps the hockey podcast network website 
and on social media at WCB Podcast. You know, okay. we feel the same way, Blackhawks podcast family. Yeah. We, we wish we were in the same division because we'd kick your butt. We would. And you, and you know what? You brought up a good point during uh, Guy's video. Screw all guys, all hockey players named Kane. Exactly. All screw of them, all. which I think is just two, but still screw them both. Screw them both. Um, yeah. By the way, you know, you, you brought the you, privately, you brought this up. We've talked about the Evander Kane situation here on Blue Notes before. You know how he is just in ridiculous amounts of debt. You mean more debt than money that we'll <laughs> we'll ever see in our lifetimes combined. Mm-hmm. Now is coming word that uh, both him and the Sharks have notified the Canes creditors that uh, they they might just very well void the rest of Evander Kane's contract, which means Evander Kane would be walking away from about twenty. Nine million dollars, all because he couldn't manage his money. Is for is is millions upon millions of dollars of money. Just hey, can't can't get off the slot, get off the poker table. No, I'm about to win. No, it's it's about to, luck's gonna change. Promise. Exactly. 4, exactly. Exactly. And you know, and and you know what? He doesn't even remember her name. But he remembers that he has a debt, you know, partly because of her. So, you know, it's true. Good job. Good job, Evander Kane. Um, so so for one, I mean, the, the the first thing I thought of is, wait a second here. Evander Kane makes seven million dollars per. He signed a seven year, forty nine million dollar deal to play in San Jose. I don't think he's been worth that contract. I think mm-hmm. most San Jose fans would tell you he's not worth that contract. So. Isn't this like a bolt of lightning from God himself to San Jose, giving them an out for Vander Kane and his money? Considering, I mean, I mean, that that still doesn't solve the, all the money they have sunk in their defenders, but they can get rid of Kane for nothing, and that's that's, that's a that, that's a dub. That's true. That's true. But I think their contract situation is so messed up that $7 million is basically nothing right now. It doesn't mean jack squat. I mean, I wouldn't want to, I don't know about you guys, but I wouldn't want to pay $7 million for a glory for a Ryan Reeves. Who's has a better shot. I wouldn't yeah. pay 7 million for that. No, no. By, by the way, speaking of Ryan Reeves and the sharks, uh, did you see that uh, Gabriel fight uh, between Reeves and uh, Gabriel over the weekend? Oh yeah, that was interesting. They were talking, yeah. they were chirping to each other in pregame, just yeah. like just like Clifford was. So that's fine. They were. Turns <laughs> turns out Gabriel has a bit of a mouth on him. But uh, did you watch the John Boy uh, recap of that of the Reeves um, Gabriel fight? If you haven't watched it, I don't think I did. I don't think they it, have. He does a great job of breaking down that fight, and he's very hilarious uh, doing that. Uh, I would highly advise you check that out. I I can't play that. it here. I can't play it here because we don't have permission to do that. So, you know, you gave me permission to play your video. So, you know, yeah, but we don't have well, that my same. videos not copyrighted and it sucks. So, like, I, I have no, hey, I have no, no, no bargaining you, power here. You weren't, you weren't, you weren't high on Advil this time. So, it's you know, true, it's true, it's so, you know, you're, you're, so it was a stuff. sober suck. It was a sober suck rather than a, than a <laughs> yeah, <laughs> than a zonked out suck. Gotcha. So, it's Hooray still suck, but it's especially when you're a blues fan um alex petrangelo so this was supposed to be the big reunion this weekend petrangelo Mm -hmm. coming back to st louis the place that made him a career the place that uh helped uh get him a stanley cup and uh um 
all that fun stuff. And and by the way, I'm not I'm still not bitter about Petrangelo leaving St. Louis to go to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Not not one bit. It, it was the right move, I think, for everyone involved. Honestly, right. I mean, well, he's I, third- if, if I was in his shoes and knowing how Doug Armstrong treated me there, I'm a cornerstone franchise player. Yeah, and I, and I brought you a freaking cup, and I've been your leader uh, for the last four years. And then you just like kind of just stop talking to me and like not even offer me anything. It's worse than the Tory Krug. Uh, it's, it's the worst of the Tory Krug situation with Boston because Boston revoked the contract and then yeah. Doug Armstrong just didn't even offer him one. So I mean, right. I was, yeah, I I don't blame him one bit for chasing the bag. Go chase the bag, Alex. Go chase exactly. The bag. And he got the bag, and it's a income free tax income tax free bag in in Vegas. Right. So he well, gets apparently it's the equivalent of apparently the tax equivalent is like nine and a half million in St. Louis. So it's like yeah, yeah chase that bag. He, buddy. he ain't getting that here. And, and by the way, that's a rare situation where you can see it from Petro's perspective and you can see it from Doug Armstrong's perspective. Yeah. No movement clauses are a cancer in this league. I mean, they, yeah. they, I mean, they basically, I, as Armstrong, I can't say it better than Armstrong. Did they give the player more power than the owner? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't, you, you can't, you can't do anything with those guys. Um, so he was supposed to be back this weekend and we were all kind of chomping at the bit, looking forward to, uh, seeing Petrangelo again here. And, uh, no, he's not going to be in town this weekend. Uh, turns out he blocked a shot Saturday, and he's been gimpy ever since. And uh, the latest from Vegas is that he will be out for the foreseeable future, which includes Friday and Saturday. So, uh, no Petrangelo players, not even X Blues players, are are safe from the injury bug. You think he's scared of Jordan Cairo? Yeah, he still's got corona. He doesn't want to get coronavirus again. Kyrie. He already got it once. He doesn't want it again. That's right. That's the title of this episode, but you got the copyright on that. So fair play. I do have the copyright on that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I won't let you steal it. You can steal my videos. You can steal my jokes, but you can never steal coronavirus. All right, Mel Gibson and Braveheart. I, I got you. I got you. <laughs> um, but Petrangelo. So, so what are we missing with Petrangelo here? So uh, if you're watching the video version of this, I pulled up his latest uh, uh, stat uh, card from Jay Fresh, who we've had on the show, and he, he's explained a lot of what these numbers mean. The ones I really want you to look at are the two uh, on the top left, the X goals for and the X goals against. Those stand for expected goals for and expected goals against. When he left St. Louis this offseason, the expected goals for were up in like the 95th percentile. And his expected goals against were 49%, right, right at around the 50% mark. Mm-hmm. He's having a down year. He's oh, having a, yeah. he is having a down. I mean, those, I mean, you look at the numbers. Yes, he's he, he's facing, you know, the top competition. I think he's got the highest um competition rating in the entire league. Um, yes, I mean, he's he's still doing, I mean, uh, okay on some of these numbers, but the big thing is is that offensive dynamo that he was in St. Louis has not shown up yet in Vegas. And defensively, he's looking a little bit like a sieve. And I, I think I, I think a lot of that, Mason, just from what I can tell from the Vegas situation, he's basically been asked to carry the, that whole entire damn defense. Here it, all happened, it happened as soon as they put the A on his jersey. It's like we expect way too – they expected way too much out of him. Yes, and, and it turns out Alex Petrangelo, while he is a good defenseman, um, I don't think even Bobby Orr 
would have had success with the Vegas, you know, defense, the way it's structured this year. Mm. It's just, it's, they've, I really think they've just pinned too much on him. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and, and now he's hurt. Now he's gone for a while. So we won't get to see him here in St. Louis. Uh, um, kind of a bummer, kind of a bummer. And, and as, and, and as we talked about before, Mark Stone, um, he sounds, I guess, I guess if this was the NFL, he'd be considered questionable. Uh, for this weekend because he's got his own injury to deal with i guess they haven't said what it is because it's the nhl and they don't for openly disclose those but uh um yeah i think he might be ducking kyle clifford or you know some big ugly from the blues after what he did to one tyler bozak so yeah. it's a shame it's a shame i think i think he, I, revenge. I think he, I, I think he's got clifford of uh, Cl- clifford virus is that a thing Clifford Navarro doesn't really no. want to talk as that, well. That, that, no, that that sucked. That sucked. Forget <laughs> that. Uh, Mason's mom. I'm sorry. I have I have completely failed your son. Yes, just there. Yes, he has. And he has. He's totally failed me. Now, 100%. now I go. Now I go to the box and feel shame. Yes. Um. Also, I, I'm 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 not feeling too great about this little bit of news. Uh, we got some good news, bad news today on Clem uh, Costin. Mm-hmm. Um, we had been talking about him in recent episodes about him possibly coming over to the States to help with the forward depth issues that the blues are having. He's kind of starting to take over take off in the KHL a little bit. Um, he got hurt. Actually, he got, he took a, uh, he basically went one-on-one with the, uh, sideboards and the sideboards won. one and, oh. uh, it looked, and, and, and it looked like that we'd be looking at another Tarasenko type of a shoulder injury because he was, he, he was, he left the game. He didn't come back. And I, he's already, and, and he's a guy that had shoulder issues when, when the blues mm-hmm. drafted him, he slipped in the draft. He was the top rated European skater, uh, going into that draft, but the shoulder injury is why the blues got him, you know, at the end of the first round when he, when, when, yep. when they did. So he's back. You know why? Because he's Clem Shady and he doesn't give a fuck. That's and right. uh, yeah. So um, sorry for swearing, Mason's mom. Um, Costin played 928 in Avangard's KHL playoff game today, and he had five hits. He's fine. If he if Clem Shady is out there busting heads, he is fine. But the bad news. Avangard won their series and they advanced uh, to the next round. So they're going to keep. So Kostin. no Clem Costin for the foreseeable future because no. of course. No, no, no Clem Shady in St. Louis. No yeah. I know. I know. I'm so bummed about that. It's funny because once that injury happened, I tweeted like not even prospects on the other side of the world are immune from the St. Louis Blues injury bug. Especially shoulder injuries, because that's Especially you know that's that, that's know what's that's what's going on with that. Yeah, coming off a of terrorist saying, I mean, I guess Russians and shoulder injuries, I guess they go together like, uh, um, you know, vodka and Kahlua. You know, white Russians, white Russians are my favorite drinks, so that's where that comes from. Um, and uh, fine, but there is some good news, and we're we're gonna end this episode on this this good news. So, for fans like me who are in their mid thirties, we grew up watching the nhl on espn and espn2 um they had games on espn2 they had like the extreme 90s you know graphic style it was it was the 90s you had to be there and uh they had the show like their their post game like their post night wrap-up show was called espn two nights the number two mm-hmm. night because they were totally radical yo oh yeah and um 2005 the nhl moves on to nbc Sportsnet. Um, ESPN had a chance to retain the rights for $60 million per year 
uh, but they decided to walk away. They got the NBA, and we've been NHL-free, really, for all intents and purposes, on, on ESPN since 16 years. They kind of treat the NHL like a you know redheaded stepchild. That's over. It's over. The NHL is coming back to ESPN and ESPN+. Plus. Uh, both the NHL and ESPN making it official. They also Thank confirmed. God. They also confirmed that the iconic ESPN NHL theme music will be Love coming that. back. Love see, that music. You're a young guy. You, I mean, you know, you didn't I'm grow up with that music. I love that music. I, I listen to that music when watching like retro old games on YouTube, and I just like what it doesn't even compare to NBCSN music. Doesn't even compare. It's been my ringtone for two years. That, that's how much I love it so much. It is just an absolute banger track. I'd play it here, but again, copyright issues. Copyright. Um, mm-hmm. Seek it out. It is, it is so worth it. So, again, remember how I said that ESPN turned down $60 million per year to uh, keep the NHL rights? Well, according to Hockey Night in Canada's Chris Johnston, the NHL still has a second broadcast deal to negotiate and finalize, which includes three Stanley Cup finals. Um, so the NHL only is, is essentially getting half the package here. Mm-hmm. Um, seven years television, streaming, and media rights deal. We'll talk about the streaming side of that in just a bit. They have four of the seven Stanley Cup finals at an ABC. They'll split the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, with whoever else gets the other packet, uh, the other mm-hmm. side of the package, which is still rumored to be NBC, um, but there might be a peacock element into that. Um, Twenty-five national regular season games on ABC and ESPN. Seventy-five regular season games exclusively on ESPN Plus and Hulu. And oh, and by the way, they're out of market streaming package, which is now which is NHL TV. That's going to be folded into ESPN Plus. Which do you have an ESPN Plus subscription? No, I haven't touched ESPN. Now, there's no hockey. That's why I, I don't even screw with it. Well, ESPN Plus, as it stands right now, is a really great place if you like Bundesliga soccer or all sorts of obscure college sports like SIU Edwardsville, the team that I do public address for their baseball team this season. They broadcast their games on ESPN Plus, mm-hmm. and they'll have like a baseball game, and then they'll broadcast their soccer game. It's really good for collegiate sports. But not a lot else. It, mm-hmm. it, it's I don't go on ESPN Plus very much. I will now because oh, yeah. now because now that includes NHL t- effectively what NHL TV is now. So I mean you're gonna get a, over a thousand hockey games on ESPN Plus. They have made ESPN Plus great again. Good finally. For them. Good for so, them. Good for so, them. I mean yeah, because like I said, I don't really. I've never really been a basketball fan until I moved here because we just didn't have a team. Rip Supersonics. But, like, nah. you know, I, I've i never really messed with ESPN. I didn't watch. I watched a little football growing up, and that's it. And even that wasn't really ESPN. Yeah. Uh, but oh, now that there's hockey, like, now I'll actually care. Now I'll actually give a shit about ESPN. Absolutely. So Absolutely. there we go. Good for, good for them. Good for them. And And going back to the financials on this, According to Hockey Night in Canada's Chris Johnston, it will ultimately be a lucrative package when combined with the $2.8 billion coming from ESPN. That is ESPN's side of this. Remember, they turned down $60 million per season in, in 2005. So had they kept the rights for 16 years 
at $60 million a pop. Let me go ahead and do some math and not the Toronto math. That would, be, <laughs> that would be $960 million had they decided to keep the NHL rights and they did a long-term deal. Um, now they're paying $2.8 billion. And the NHL is probably going to get at least that from the other side of their TV package. So they're talking $6 billion. Not bad for coming out of a pandemic, huh? Not at all. Not at all. Well, you see, in the pandemic, the poor people got poor, the rich people got richer. That's just well, how it is. Yeah. So, of course, they could afford that. Of course, they could. I mean, I just sit here counting my blessings that I kept my job, you know, during mm-hmm. the pandemic with no or, alterations or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, um, does my job drive my drive me nuts sometimes? Absolutely. It's a job. It's supposed to do that's that. That's, that's how jobs work. But you know what? I stayed employed. And me too. I, me too. And I, I'm happy and, for that. And I got to go to an office, you know, and do oh. my job, you know, which which made it feel somewhat normalish. You know, I, you know, I I, I don't mind working from home. I I have the ability mm-hmm. to do that, but you miss the human connection a little. And bit, yeah. even even though I'm shy and I generally get you know humans tend to wear me out. We're humans. We need okay. other human contact. So we are social creatures. We are social creatures. Well, I, I I work in the mall, and I was surprised that I mean the mall closed down for three weeks, and that's it. And then I was back on my time, and I'm I'm thankful for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that's that's not too bad. Yeah, and especially I mean in your position, you probably gotta you know come into contact with a lot of customers. As oh well, well so. I know for a fact. I I think I'm immune. <laughs> Really? I know because I will know because I've talked to everybody. Okay, so the first time I came in contact with somebody who I know for sure had it was my coworker. He came in and I was at that time I was on full time, he was on part time. And he came mm-hmm. in to pick up his paycheck and we talked for like what, 40, 50 minutes or something like that. And then he left. And then the very next day he said, I'm so sick I can't get out of bed. I got tested and I'm positive. And I'm like, okay. Oh. So I know for a fact that I was I was in contact with him there. I never had any symptoms. And then actually uh, I lived with my uncle for a little bit and he, he had it. It was confirmed mm-hmm. that he had it while I was living there. And he's he got really sick with it. And I, we were always in close contact. We didn't know that it was COVID until like he was tested positive for antibodies like way later on. Yeah. And so I know for that's number two. That's the second guy I've come in t- contact with. And then throughout the mall, I just kind of like over the last couple of weeks or so, I've been talking to all the stores just because it's been dead. And I was like, uh, have any of your employees gotten it? And it's like, oh, yeah, every single one of our employees have gotten it. And I'm like, I've never been sick by it. I never got sick by it. <laughs> so I think I'm immune. And I'm sure there's like, and obviously we have the anti mask because it's freaking Utah. We got all the anti-maskers coming in and refusing to wear something and coughing and being like, they <laughs> make a big fit out them. of it. They get a big fit out of it. They come in and I'm like, oh, you got to wear a mask to be in here. And so they'll like spit at me and then they'll walk away. And it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. So I know for a fact that I, 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 I don't know why I'm not sick. So either I'm immune or I'm a super spreader. It's one of the two. All I'll say on that is, yes, it's your choice not to wear a mask, but it's also my choice to stay the fuck away from you and call you yes. a dumbass. It's also my choice to Freedom not of speech, speak right? business. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to wear a mask. I don't have to serve you. Yeah. Yeah, by 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 the way, um, Wags had COVID, um, but he was a, he was mostly asymptomatic, and he he never missed a show because you know he's a hockey player and he's he's tough like that. Uh, missed tonight's show, but you know he's working, so that happens. Unbelievable! Um, How dare I, you serve chicken sandwiches? I I can't believe you, Wags. I've been able to avoid COVID so far, and by the time that 
um, you're listening to this at home or in the car on Thursday, I will be getting my first vaccine. Awesome. Yes. So number one of two, I have to drive an hour to get it, but it's okay. My dad lives where it's being administered. So it's right on. It's all good. So it's all good. It, it, it worked out. I'm not complaining. I'm getting the vaccine for once being chonky helps. So there we go. Uh, on that note, Mason BFR, any final thoughts? Uh, not really. I just like, let's like I said, full 60 minutes, play to the whistle, play, play to, to the, the whistle. whistle. And play we are, to we, the whistle. we are just at about the 60 minute mark here. So we're being like the blues on Monday. We are playing the full 60 for Dang once. Right. Boy, isn't for, that a little bit scary? I know. I know the blues like to scare us. That's for sure. Um, blues uh, again, uh, their action this weekend, they are hosting uh, the Vegas Golden Knights Friday night and Saturday night, 7 PM puck drops both nights. Thank God. Uh, Monday, they go back to LA to take on the Kings. Um, nine o'clock puck drop on Monday, nine o'clock puck drop on Wednesday, because fuck you, St. Louis kids. Um, but luckily, this will be the last time that we deal with the LA Kings mm-hmm. this year. So our all revoir, um, Los Angeles, at least for, for Thank a while. Until the playoffs, when we inevitably play them in the playoffs, because <sighs> fate is freaking weird like that. <laughs> yeah. If we could, if we could not play the Kings for a while, that'd be nice. Freaking coyotes too. The, freaking coyotes. They're not the freaking coyotes, but they're, they're, they're working their way up. That is for sure. Mm -hmm. That is for sure. So we'll be back uh, Sunday uh, evening for another stream. Not 100% sure on the time yet, just because of some uh, uh, commitments that I have going on. It might be a little later on uh, Sunday, but uh, uh, we will definitely give you advance notice when we will be going live on Sunday. And of course, we're available Monday and Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts from. That's going to do it for this episode. I want to thank you for listening and watching because without you, there is no me. There is no Mace. Oh, you're over there today. Uh, There is no Mason and uh, there is no Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Tom Franklin reminding you to not be a chump. And as Mason just said, always play play to the the whistle. A reminder that you can follow Blue Notes on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Blue Notes Pod. I'm the voice of the blues, Tom Calhoun. Jeremy Boyer, play us out. listening to the hockey podcast network your home for hockey talk covering every team in the nhl new episodes every monday download at the hockey podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from